But are you going to let fear control your life, or are you going to conquer your fears so you can level up? Hi, my name is Cherie, and this is Life is Cherry. Today is the day that I get to give you an update on the progress that I have been making in my goal. Just for a few of you that may be joining me late to the game, I am on a journey right now to live my best life. And I have two main goals that I want to accomplish. Um, This is a gift that I'm giving to myself, um, something that's going to be really hard. But my main goal for fitness that I'm working on is I want to have a six-pack. I've never had a six-pack in my life, and this is my opportunity. And I am finally ready. I have my mindset right where it needs to be to be able to reach this goal. And I am sharing all of my progress with you in the process and everything that's been going into me creating the body, the look that I want. Again, just for anybody out there who's just listening for the first time, I didn't feel like I was at an unhealthy level in my life fitness-wise. This is just one of those hard things in life that I've always wanted to accomplish and I never have. So this is new for me, something exciting for me to work towards before I turn 40. I'm excited about this journey. I'm learning so much. I'm excited to share the progress that I've had so far. Um, At the end of this video, I'm going to do a, and for those who are on the podcast, again, I am posting videos to YouTube as well, but at the end of the video, I'm going to do a comparison of where I started and where I'm at now. One of the resources that I have is that I have a personal trainer who is amazing and is willing to answer any of your questions that you guys might have. How many of us out there have been at the gym or have been trying to diet and we just really would love to be able to sit down with a trainer who knows about the fitness and the nutrition part of it and ask him the questions that we want to know? How many times have you thought that? If you're like me, I constantly was thinking that. And I knew one of the biggest things that I've talked about before, one of the biggest things that I believe in is finding a master in whatever you're trying to accomplish. So for me to accomplish these fitness goals, I am looking for people who know what they're talking about, who have been through this whole process and really know how to be successful at it. And so for me, I have a new friend in my pocket. Um, And if you were able to tune in earlier today, I did a Facebook Live with my new friend, Coach Adris. And we had a lot of fun. We were answering a lot of the questions that you guys had. I put some in for, uh, I put a question out to everybody a few days ago and just asked, you know, what frustrations you have when it comes to getting the body that you want, getting the nutrition in the life that you want. And so we went through those questions, had a chat about a few other things. I'm going to play that whole episode for you right here on the podcast so that you can still have that information for you. But I want to know what you guys felt about it. Was it good information? How do you think what could be helpful for you in the future for these future conversations because right now I have a plan to be every Friday at noon to have a conversation with Coach Adris and we get to learn more information from an expert on how to create our best 
lives, our best physical part of our lives, or just to even get to a healthier us. So if you guys were with us earlier on my Facebook Live, thank you for coming and hanging out and checking out all of the question and answers that we went through with Coach Adris. He is amazing. I'm excited to have him on each week. And if you have questions or anything, let me know about it. Um, He's a rock star. I want to get right into the introduction and we'll go from there. And after you listen, I'm going to give a few tips at the end of things that I'm working on. I'm going to show my pictures. I'm going to just share my whole progress in a few tips that I've learned this past week. I'm excited to share those tips. I think there will be some great tips for you to learn. And let's get started with Coach Adris. Hey, you guys, I am so excited to introduce you guys to Coach Adris. He is a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer with 25 years experience. He also specializes in women's fitness through NASM, nutritional counselor, certified EMT, and LVN. He has worked to help hundreds of clients from high school to professional athletes and housewives to CEOs of companies to achieve their weight loss and fitness goals. He is the former 2002 Mr. USA bodybuilding champion with 20 years of competition history. He's an Air Force military veteran where he served in Desert Storm as a combat medic. Hey, welcome, how are you today? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm good. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to kind of bring a segment in to give those who have been following, especially the fitness part of my journey and what I'm doing. And I'm really excited to have you on because I am a full believer in following the masters, following somebody who's done it, been there before and has worked out all the kinks. And I know for through the different conversations you and I have had I know that you are the perfect fit for this. So I'm super excited to have you on. Why don't you give them a little bit, just tell them a little bit about you and what you're doing currently. Uh, I've been training people for a long time, since the 90s, and uh, did it in the gyms, you know, and I'm, you know, I've done acting, I've done theater, I've done a lot of different things. So, you know, training people in the gym got a little old for me. I got tired of it. So I went online. And now I'm doing training online. I have clients you know, all over the country from the East Coast to the West Coast, Hawaii. And I just basically help people um, achieve their goals and try to, what I've learned over the years is just helping someone lose weight isn't enough. Um, most people just want to lose weight. But after they lose it, then now what? And that's when they usually gain their weight back. Because if your goal is just to lose 20 pounds, what do you do after you lose 20 pounds? And a lot of people will say, they, I love when people say stuff that they don't realize how hard it is to actually do, but they'll say, well, once I lose the 20 pounds, then I'm just going to hold it there. Most of the time people lose weight. They don't even know how they lost it. They just know what they lost it. They'll tell you, I did a, de- I did a keto diet, or I did this, or I did that. That's how I lost the weight. But they don't know why it worked. They don't actually know why that worked. So once you get there, what do you, how do you change it if you don't really understand why it worked at all? And that's why they put weight back on because they try to implement the foods that they used to eat and then they put the weight back on. 
because they don't even understand why the weight went off from the beginning. So what I do with my clients is I teach them, this is why the weight went off, because these foods are doing this to you when you eat them. This food is doing this to you when you eat it. So you can eat these kind of foods, even though they'll, these foods put weight on you. If you only do this amount, it won't put weight on you. If you build muscle and you're, you get a better metabolism, you can eat some more of these foods. But you can't do that if you have less muscle. And as we get older, I just got off the phone with somebody right before you. She calls me. I'm like, I'm getting ready to do a podcast. And she's like, just give me a couple of minutes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and she was asking about testosterone and hormones. And I was like, oh, you know, how that affects your weight loss and weight gain. And so there's so many things, estrogen, sodium, age, genetics, gender, uh, bone structure. There's so many things that affect weight gain, but everybody just focuses on food. Yeah, I, I love what you say about that because I think that's been my biggest struggle throughout the years is I know how to lose the weight. I know how to maintain pretty well, but I just never really had the understanding of it. And now that I'm on this journey, I am ready to get to my best weight and actually learn everything that I need to learn about it so that I can be successful in keeping the fitness level that I want, want to achieve. So I'm really, I really love that you talk about that because that is something that we, as women, especially we struggle as we get older, you know, when you're younger, things are so much easier to keep the weight off. You start having babies, you start just living life, you know, feeding your family and trying to keep that healthy level can be really hard. And so I love that you talked about that. Yeah, it's 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 very hard. You know, it's hard. Honestly, you know, it's hard for everybody. You know, it's just some people say I'm doing it even though it's hard and some people don't. I always tell like when I was getting ready for contests and I had two kids at the house and I slept four hours a night. You know, that's it from 11 to four, well, five hours. And I was up at four to get to the gym by 4.30 so I can do an hour of cardio before work. And then I have to take the kids to daycare and to work. And then after, I mean, daycare and school and then nine hours of work. And I pick them up and go back to the gym and put them in childcare and work out and do an hour of cardio after. <laughs> you, know, so. you know exactly what we go through as women <laughs> and having to run around all over the place, right? And, and people <laughs> like, well, weren't you tired? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it hard? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was hard. But it was worth it. And, and that's the part that they forget. They skip the worth it part. It's always worth I've never got a person in shape and they regretted it. In 25 years, I've, ne I've never had a person go, Adrice, I hate that I look my best. I, I've I just haven't heard it. I just haven't heard it yet. <laughs> they, they may go, like I have a, a, a client now, Bailey, and she, she's so funny because her attitude is great. She's ex-Navy. She loves being physically fit, but she loves her food, you know? So <laughs> we were talking yesterday and she's getting married and she's like, okay, we got a goal. You know, when I get married, I want to be here. She goes, cause I didn't know when you get wedding dresses, like it's two sizes more than what you actually are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the guy is like, okay, you need a six. She's like, sit, sit. She got, I got offended. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so for you to do that. So I started telling her what we got to do. And cause I took 20 pounds off of her and she feels great. But then, I said, okay, well, I want you to stay here so you can start eating some steaks and some red meats. And she's loving her steak and she's loving her, right? She's loving these things. And I'm like, well, if we want to do the wedding dress thing, we got to take the steaks out. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I said, well, you got a year. And she keeps like trying to 
rationalize eating something and I go, anytime you think of steaks, think of six. Every time you think of chicken, think of two. <laughs> so we have this now running joke. Everywhere she's going, she's seeing sixes and twos and eights. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, that's part of it, right? It's part of that mindset and just being able to live it through every part of your life. And that's the change that I've seen for me, honestly. Like I, I never really truly understood the nutrition part of it. And that's what I am completely nerding out on. I love learning the science behind it. I love knowing how it's going to affect my body, especially with the different workouts and everything that I'm learning there. Um, but yeah, I love having you kind of in my pocket to get some questions answered and hopefully help others out along the way. Yeah, definitely. Well. Is it, you know, I look at it as a try. Is it, I call it the, tri, the fitness triad. That's my little name for it. It's fitness, nutrition, and recuperation. You got to rest. You got to eat right. And you got to train. Your training and your nutrition have to go together. Like if you're training a certain way to achieve a goal, the food has to match. And, and so a lot of that's what people don't understand. Like I like with her, she was doing CrossFit. She was in CrossFit. She loved she loved it. So it wasn't like she was six days a week. She couldn't lose a pound. Twenty two years, she couldn't lose a pound. Wow. We get together eight weeks, she loses twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all because they would tell they were just giving her some micro. They would tell her to count her macros. I'm like, do you even know what you're talking about when you're counting? And I love when people tell me, "Sammy, I'm counting my macros," and I know they have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I've had those same conversations. I don't even really understand it, and I don't know if I want to. No. I'm like you're counting them, but I said, "How?" I said to her, "So how's that going?" She goes, "It's not." <laughs> She's probably really good at counting these days. But... I bet you, yeah. You can, okay, twenty three, twenty four. I'm like, okay, you. I've gotten really good at counting too. How's it going? Uh, not going at all. <laughs> uh, I love funny, it. I'll tell you this other thing that was really funny. She was so cute because. She was losing and then she stopped losing. And she was, I was like, you know what? Let's take the, che the cheese out of your diet for a little bit. And she's like, oh, I love my cheese. And I'm like, well, let's just see how it's affecting you. So let's take it out and you know, see, see what happens. She takes it out. <laughs> she takes it out. And she loses like five pounds wow. <laughs> in like three or four days. And she wasn't doing that much. She was just doing like on a salad. She wasn't doing a lot. And when she tells me, she's like, oh, I was so mad. She goes, I was hoping I didn't lose weight. I was like, what? You were hoping you didn't Because <laughs> I wanted to keep the cheese. <laughs> I know. I have those same days, too, where I'm just, I, I've had this different understanding of what losing weight was all about and becoming fit and actually being a nutritious person. I kind of went off all the understanding that I had growing up by different articles I read, but kind of the top layer of all of that information. And I think the hardest thing for me to do right now is kind of throw away everything that I've learned before. And you really have to do that. And you have to trust the process. And we're taught after, a lot of bad, we're taught a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. About, well, you got to remember who's teaching us how to eat. Our parents. Unless your mother is a nutritionist, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Or she does it for a living, or you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just somebody telling you what they were told and what they were told. And if it was all wrong from the very beginning, you're getting bad information. Yeah. And that's what I, I had. You know, I'm 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 black, I'm from the Bronx. Okay, we're eating, you know, the, this typical, you know, soul food type diets. That that's good. not gonna lean. 
that, 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 that's not that's not conducive for low body fat. You know what I'm no. <laughs> it, it tastes good, but it ain't conducive for low body fat. Yeah, and I come from a big family, so we were constantly. I mean, every time we get together, I mean, everyone and everything we do together is based around food. Yeah, and you know, I, I was told I was told by somebody years ago when it comes to women. Women eat when they're happy. They eat when they're sad. They eat when they're bored. They, <laughs> you know, um, when like, what's the first thing you go in your grandmother's house back in the day? You want to eat? Like, as soon as you walk in, you want to eat? Everybody hungry? So they don't ask you if you've eaten already. They just say, "Are you ready to eat again?" And and it's just what we're raised on. Yeah. So we have to kind of we have to break. You know, they have to break habits. You know, a lot of us like to hold on to what we want to hold on to. Like when people say, "You know, I was raised to clean my plate." I was raised to clean my plate. I'm like, yeah, your mother taught you that, but are you holding on to everything your parents told you? Because I doubt it. Why are you holding on to this one? This one you want, because this is the one of the things that you want to do. But if it's leading you down a bad road, who cares what they... If you're, There's a parents teaching kids how to roll weed and how to smoke crack, too. I don't think that's yeah. something they should be holding on to, right? At some point, you got to go, what they taught me was not is not good for me today. Yeah. It just isn't working for me today. So you have to change it. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my clients is I try to, I'm working on the mental, if I can get them mentally right, they could be the, the next Wonder Woman because it's it's only the mind that stops them. Nothing else really, no one can stop you from being your best except for you. <laughs> no one's making you eat that, that cheeseburger. You pick the cheeseburger. Yep. <laughs> Nobody make, you know what I'm saying? I always tell people the only person stopping you is you. Yeah. You know, knowledge, yeah, knowledge can 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 slow you up, can prolong the process. Cause I didn't know what I was doing when I first began. I didn't know anything. I was reading books just like everybody else, trying everything, and I was doing it and I was having some success. You know, it's like not, it's not like nothing's gonna change. But I was like, but I'm not getting what I thought I should have been getting out of this. I, I wanna look like that guy. I don't look like that guy. <laughs> you know? So I just kept seeking more knowledge so I can look like that guy, you know. And then finally, I looked like that guy, and then I wanted to look like that guy. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm winning titles, and I couldn't. I still today can't believe what I've done. I still can't believe it because I know how hard it was, and I know how many mistakes I made, and how many setbacks I had, and how many you know aches and pains that I had to have. And and I go, man, you you, you really did all of that. Like that's pretty cool, <laughs> you know. So, so I think, and I, every client I've ever had that had success, they can look back and that's why surgeries don't work. When you do a surgery for your weight loss, the weight goes away, but your mentality is the same. Yeah. When you, work, when, really when, you when you work it and you work it and you train it and you fight through it, you build a, you, you build a tougher mind. Mm -hmm. You build a no quit mindset. And so once you get, when you lose weight the hard way, you usually don't put it back on because you you've built the toughness. When you do it overnight with a surgery, there's no, there's you didn't change your habits, you didn't you know what I'm saying? you didn't do anything. You just took a, a, a band aid, put a band aid over it, the weight came off, and now you're there. That's why the Biggest Loser was such a failure because all those people didn't like the way they looked losing weight that fast. Because I had a friend that trained a friend that was one of the trainers at the camp. In Malibu uh -huh. Hills, because I, I moved, I'm in I'm in Fort Worth now, but I lived in L.A. and around all the celebrities, all the Will Smiths and all that crazy stuff. They're all around you out there, but you so you hear everything. You you hear things. You just hear a lot more than you do when you're out here. 
So one of my friends was a trainer there. And he said, dude, we just ran them to death and, and basically start dieted them to death. Because it's a 12-week show and the weight has to come off. Otherwise, it's, not, it's no TV show. Yeah. And that's why a lot of those people, people go, well, after the show, they put their weight on. It's because they didn't like the way they looked. They was like, this looks horrible. I got all this loose skin. Mm-hmm. The reason they were eating, it still still exists. It's still like people don't eat to 400 pounds because it tastes good. <laughs> okay. They eat to 400 pounds. Usually there's a reason. If you yeah. don't address that reason, they're going to keep eating, even if the weight comes off. And that's what I found too, by training all these years and training a lot of obese clients, they're eating for a reason. <laughs> okay, it's not, it's not because food tastes that great. Trust me. That's not the reason. Yeah. And that's kind of the crazy thing for me is I do feel like it's just a huge mindset thing because now, I mean, I've tried to get to the level of fitness that I'm trying to do right now, many years that I've tried this and it hasn't worked for me, but I think you're right on key with the fact that it has to be a mindset change. You have to be able to say I'm ready and no matter what, nothing's going to get in my way. I need to achieve this. And the crazy thing is that I'm learning is even though it might be fitness, nutrition, weight loss, these are the same principles that you can use in many aspects of your life. And if you're determined to be successful in many aspects of your life, you can use a lot of these same things that we talk about or what I've read in fitness and apply it to these many other aspects in your life. And I kind of love that. I feel like this is my first journey to being able to see greatness and feel greatness and use it in other ways as well. And people have, a lot of people don't use the strength they have in one area and move it to another area that they're not so strong in. And that every, I don't think there's one person listening to this that hasn't had a triumph in their life where they overcame something or they had a job they didn't think they could get and they got it and they nailed it or they got a position or a degree. They We all have had something that we had to step up to achieve. Mm-hmm. You do the same thing over here with something that's not so easy for you, for a struggling area. So like with me, when I started lifting, I remember going into the gym when I was 20 years old. I was in the Air Force in San Antonio, Texas, and I saw these dudes and they were lifting weight. And I was like, I will never be able to lift that much weight. Like, I just, I was like, oh my God, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like shaking what I'm like, ah, right? I'm watching them. Six months later, I was doing it. Wow. And I remember like it was yesterday and we're talking 1985. So it wasn't yesterday. I was like, you know what? If I put my mind to things, I can do it. If I put my mind to it, I can. I remember saying that when I was 20 years old and, I, and I've lived that way ever since. <laughs> Every That's how I won the titles. That's how, you know, I dealt with raising my kids. Like a lot of people go, oh, they get all nervous. I'm like, put your effort out. You'll be fine. Just try. Try your best. You'll be fine. Yeah. You know, so I just had a, I, I realized that when I was 20, you know, and I, you know, and I talked to people in their forties and fifties and they don't, they don't, they don't, that's, that's never occurred to them that they've already been successful. Just use that mindset over here and bring it over here, <laughs> you know, have that, you know, when it yeah. comes to food. Okay. I can, I got to tell people, you know, what I do with you is I don't just make, help you lose your weight. I teach you how to stay there. And I teach you how to eat foods that you still enjoy without messing up the weight loss. Because this foods, you finding out, wow, how much, like she found out that little bit of cheese was a five pound difference. Wow. And you wouldn't think a little bit of cheese is a five pound difference. But for her, it's a five pound difference. 
It's not for me. I can do cheese and I don't have that effect, but I can't do bread or Pop-Tarts, which I like so much, <laughs> <laughs> or bagels. Like those would put five pounds on me. <laughs> so we're all different. So I have to find out what Cherie, how her body works with carbs. Like she was, she wants to do rice and I go, well, I want you to get off of rice and I want you to go to potatoes. And she's like, oh, but I heard potatoes are so-and-so. And I was like, yeah, maybe or maybe not. We don't know until you do it. So I put her on potatoes to see how potatoes respond to her body as opposed to, we know how rice responds. Let's see how, pota how potatoes respond. Because I'm trying to open up your diet. I'm trying to open up your choices. So let's okay. find out what all these different foods do to give you more options and what to eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love that because I've tried to incorporate just switching out some of the food items that I have for dinner. Um, so things like having mashed potatoes, I've kind of switched for more greens, more, uh, more of those nutrition, the more of the nutritional value there with those carbs and instead of being the bad carbs. So I've been switching in things that I feel like I like and that my family will like. And I think that's the easiest way for me to, get to the nutritional level that I want to get at. And that's how I've kind of tried to make it easy for me. And then I have set meals for kind of my breakfast and what my lunch is. And it makes it a little bit easier for me. But I do have some questions from a okay. few people that I thought maybe we could. I do, want to, I do want to say this and we'll talk about another time is there's no such thing as only bad carbs are Twinkies. <laughs> Potatoes aren't bad carbs. Just because something puts weight on you doesn't make it bad. Because there are people who need to gain weight. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a bad carb. It's just when you're trying to lose weight, you can't eat these. When you're trying to gain weight, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't like the I like I don't like when people say bad carbs when it comes to whole foods. A potato is not a bad carb unless you're trying to lose weight. <laughs> but if you're trying to maintain your weight, you can eat them. And you can still eat potatoes. This is how much. Yeah. So that's what I want to tell you that it's it's not like it, and they're just different. Starches are different yeah. than fibrous, but it, but good or bad? No, it's not a good or bad thing. It's a it's a what's my goal thing? I'm talking about the potatoes that come in French fry value. And... <laughs> well, okay, let me be more specific. Okay, I said mashed potatoes, but that's not potatoes really what I was gratin. Okay. <laughs> oh, you, you me out. I love it. You left that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and I love that because I am a potato type person. So I've actually switched from my yellow potatoes to red potatoes and yams and yams. like that. So I diet, my whole diet was off of yams because yams work the best for me. Oatmeal and yams work the best for me leaning out. Yeah. Yeah. And my kids, they they actually hate yams. So that's why I had to incorporate a red potato into my diet. Throw, throw some. I'm gonna give you a little secret now. Throw a little bit of eat, throw a little bit of sweetener and some cinnamon on it. Tastes like pumpkin pie. They'll eat it then. I'll have to try that. And it's still low, and it's still low if you do a sweetener uh -huh. and a and a cinnamon. What Tastes kind like of sweetener do you use when you do I that? personally I use equal because I just like equal. And you just sprinkle it out just a little bit, just to make it a little sweet. And throw some cinnamon on it. Whew, tastes it's like pumpkin pie. <laughs> when, when I tell clients that, they, they call me the next day. Why didn't you tell me this before? <laughs> I was like, you had to earn it. <laughs> I was like the dessert that I have at Texas Roadhouse when I go there. They have that, except for I go all out and I get everything on top with the marshmallows and everything. I like to make a 
Tastes real good. You get the okay. cardiovascular version. You get the cardio. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I might leave the place having a heart attack. But leave the choreo. Can yeah. I tell people, can you bring the crash card? Just leave it right here before I start this meal. <laughs> totally. All right. Go ahead. Fire okay, up. Okay. So here is a question from Angela. And she says, I don't have much time for meals yet alone good meals are there quick and healthy meals that a whole family can enjoy i read this and i read this and i read this and i read this and i was like okay how do i answer this for angela um yes and no um it's hard to make a quick healthy meal because healthy food can't usually isn't prepared fast you know fast food is you know i don't believe in you know the word fast food like everybody well fast food is bad well not really, but it's hard to make healthy meals fast. And what do you mean? I don't know what she means by healthy because everyone has their interpretation of what healthy is. Is we're talking weight control, weight loss, or disease control? Yeah, um, I, I know about her. I, I'm thinking her and her family are getting really into the fitness world and they go to the gym together and they are really doing amazing as a family and they actually run a business. And so I know that they have a hard time. They run a restaurant. So when they get home at night, it's usually really late. They go to the gym as a family and it ends up being kind of quick meals all the time. So I think that's kind of the direction that she was asking that. You know, I mean, the, the quickest meals I, I've learned to make is, you know, salads, you know, salads are quick. They're, they're easy. Um, you know, they don't last but a day or two, you know, because they, they'll wilt and then people don't want them. But salads with some chicken in it, some kind of protein in it, that's the best meal for something in that scenario you just said at nighttime because you don't want to go to bed on carbs because carbs breaking down at night stops you from going into a deep sleep because your body's having to break these sugars down. Insulin gets secreted and there's this whole process. That's why I, most of my clients, I make sure that they stop doing starches, you know, the potatoes, the rice, those type of things earlier in the day. Towards the end of the day, you want to stick to more vegetables and protein. And you can eat those at any time. I know there's a big, you know, push for, I don't eat past, you know, and people are so proud of themselves. I don't eat past five o'clock. I don't eat past seven o'clock. It doesn't matter what time you eat. It's what you eat. <laughs> it's not the time you eat. Bodybuilders eat in the middle of the night. We wake up with a plate of food in the refrigerator because our <laughs> metabolism is so, when you get ready for a contest, your metabolism is so high that you can't sleep. It, your hunger wakes you up. Like you wake up with a with a stomach ache, you're just stomach turning because it needs to eat. So we go either we have a protein shake or an actual meal and then go back to bed. Wow. But it, but it doesn't have potatoes in it, it doesn't have rice in it. It's just you know steamed veggies and your protein. So um the I, I guess for quick, or I and I don't know what quick means, but um, you know, a protein and a veggie is all you need, you know, especially late at night. Um I don't know how old the kids are, but, you know, I don't know if they like vegetables. A lot of kids aren't raised on them. I don't know why we give. If you look at baby food, all they have is fruits and vegetables. So how do we get our kids off of them? We stop giving it to them. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all they have for most of their their, their childhood, their, their their infancy. So I think um, vegetables and, and, and protein is the is kind of the easiest way. Um, you don't have to get elaborate with your cooking like I when I was competing, you eat so much, I don't want to be over the stove all the time. So I would just make, you know, 
10 pounds of chicken on Sunday and 10 pounds of chicken on Wednesday. And I'd make all my potatoes that I'm going to eat for the week. And then I could just warm it up. So meal prep for her would probably work the best. So that way you have all the food you need for the week in the refrigerator and you can't, no, you can't get any quicker than food that's already prepared. All you got to do is warm it up. Yeah. So if she's going to work, if she's thinking about, you know, uh, time and expediency, I would say pick one day, Sunday, and have a, you know, meal prep day with the family. If, everybody, if everybody's doing this, which I love, by the way, love it. Um, both of my kids are fitness minded and everybody's like, how? And I'm like, I just raised them in it. I didn't have to tell them, I didn't tell either one of my kids to go to the gym and be in shape. And they both are. And I never, ever preached it. <laughs> I just took them to the gym with me when they were kids. And then when I got older, they just wanted to keep going. So I love what they're doing there. They're leading by example. And they should have a, a day, a Sunday or whatever day they choose and make that meal prep day. And they spend three or four hours cooking and making all their meals and they can discuss what they want to eat so they can all be in you know, agreement on what they're going to eat and then put them in trays and you know, this is Susie's and this is Billy's and this is mom's and this is dad's because they're going to have different portion sizes. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I mean, I think that's the quickest way. Yeah, I love that. And actually, the second question it kind of plays into that same thing, but I'll just read it off so that in case you have anything extra that you want to say about it, you can. Um, but this one is from Marissa in it. It, and she asks, I need easy, like one week grocery list with meal planning, easy. And you and I had kind of talked about the easy part of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the the meal prep idea. And I think that it can be something easy, especially when your kids are older. You can have them help out with the meal prep. And it's actually a great way for them to learn how to eat. How to cook. Well. Yeah. How to cook. How to, you know, my mother taught me how to cook. She taught me how to sew. She taught me how to do it. I know how to sew with a sewing machine. I actually know how to make clothes. <laughs> now I don't find it fun at all. <laughs> so you are not going to come over and see patterns around my house, simplicity patterns on my counter, but I know how. Um, so yeah, I think it's great, great to teach your kids, you know, about food, about nutrition. And, and when you're eating it as a, think about this, if you're eating it as a family, Everyone's going to see the results from each other. And then you're going to have more questions like, well, how come so-and-so is losing weight, eating the same way as so-and-so who's gaining weight? Or why does so-and-so eat, you know, eating the same foods, but you have energy and this one doesn't. And that's when you start finding out all of us are different. Yeah. Right? What gives you energy might not give me energy. What puts weight on you might not put weight on me. Yeah. And that's why diet, like, you know, this question is really hard when people say, you know, um, uh, my my give me my, I can't give you a diet until I understand you. Yeah. Like I gotta know your time. Like I have clients who are, who are very, very busy kids and businesses. And I gotta know, okay, so what time do you what time do you have to eat? Like how many meals can you get in? And then I gotta base your diet around that. Your age, your how much you're exercising, if you're walking at night. Um, a lot of people aren't taking time out to do these things. So if if I know you're not going to walk and I know you're not going to burn a lot of calories, then I can't give you a lot of calories, <laughs> right? I got to give you what you can burn. And I don't even know what you can burn yet. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the one, one thing the girl before you is, her, is a friend of hers and he he's getting older and he's noticing like, it ain't coming off. And I'm like, yeah, because we're changing. You know, our bodies are not secreting the hormones it used to secrete. You know, estrogen is estrogen's a really funny thing. It could be great or it could be horrible, <laughs> you know? So 
you know, you got to understand that. I give a lot of my clients supplements that help with that. There's cortisol levels, which is your stress levels. Everybody has stress. So that makes you hold water. Sodium makes you hold water. Insulin makes you hold water. Sugar makes you hold water. Estrogen makes you hold water. <laughs> so, so all of these things are coming in and, and, and you have to make sure that with your diet, you're not increasing your, your, your estrogen levels with soy and certain foods. You're not increasing your inflammation with carbs because carbs inflame the joints. That's water retention. You see what I mean? It's so, it's so much. <laughs> so so I mean, having an easy grocery list, I don't know, for me, when I started my whole plan is I kind of read what it would take me to lean down. And that's where I base most of my nutrition in right now, because I am still in the lean down process of getting that extra fat off so that I can build the muscle and you can actually see the muscle when I start to build it. But I think for me, in what I would say is easy is just getting start by switching out those things, like have salad instead of French fries or yeah, just, just basic things that you've heard. I mean, yeah. without knowing, you know, without having somebody like me, who's going to be very specific, you know, <laughs> if you're just winging it, like I used to wing it when I first started, mm-hmm. I still leaned out when I did my bodybuilding shows, but I didn't look like the guys who knew what they were doing. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I, that's why I finally started asking for help. Cause I was like, this one guy was like, you look good. I go, yeah, but I don't look great. I just look good. You know? I go, the guys that are winning look great. And that's, and, and that's actually why I tell people like through all my podcasts, I'm like, I did not feel like I was at an unhealthy weight. I did not feel unhealthy in any way when I started this process. I just know what I want to look like. This is a goal that I wanted to. This wasn't have. it. And I know I got to change everything that I'm doing to accomplish that. I was not unhealthy, but I am learning how to be healthier for myself now. You know, you're you're still young, but you're at that age where you're going to start to notice a change. You you said, how old are you again? If you don't mind. I will be, well, I'm 39. I'll be 40 in January. Okay. 40 is a very huge number when it comes to what what the body starts to do. And that's when you start to, your hormones start to really change. Like I told you, I was on stage at 40, 41. And I was like, whoa. And I've been in shape my whole life. And I noticed it. Think about that. I was in shape and I noticed it. Muscle, low body. I'm, I'm on stage at 3%, 4% body fat. And I still noticed it. Wow. So when you when you can notice it and you have the kind of physiques that we have, what's a regular person whose body fat is like 25 and 20? What are they going to notice? It's going to be way worse for a regular person. Yeah. So, you know, but, but one thing I'd like you to do is don't separate diet from training. A lot of people go, I want to lose the weight first, then start working out. Mm-hmm. Do it together. It'll happen five times faster because you're building muscle at the same time and muscle burns calories all day long where diet eats up muscle because you're not eating enough. Yeah. So when you weight train, you keep the muscle there while you're dieting because that's the biggest thing for a bodybuilder once we start getting ready for a contest is not to lose the muscle we built in the off season. Yeah. Because the minute you go into a caloric deficit, your body's going, wait, you were doing this and now you're doing this. We're going to let this muscle go to support the new calorie count. Mm. And the lifting weights tells the body not to let it go. You see what I mean? So if you're not lifting weights while you're dieting, it's a huge mistake. And you're going to get loose skin from it. You're going to wish you didn't do it that way. I, I never met a person who lost weight without lifting who, pre- who was happy about it. Yeah. And actually, I 
especially from everything that I've been reading and what I've learned from you so far, I have this whole week has been more about the weight training. There we go. Good. And it has been amazing because even though this week um, I've actually had another two pound loss in one week. So that was an amazing thing for me to be able to get to. But I did know, I did notice that because I did have a cheat day because of Easter, I decided to have a little bit of a cheat day so I could (laughs) try a little bit of the yumminess. But just doing the weight training that I'm doing, I can already feel muscles in my stomach that I never even knew existed. So you move and you feel them now. You're like, hey, I'm I'm feeling good. So I love that feeling. And it's such a great drive to keep doing that. And so a hundred percent, like adding in more weight training has made it. It's everything. And also people don't realize when you lifting weights, like a lot of people like doing cardio, especially women, women love cardio, right? Cardio, 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 cardio. When you're 80 years old, who wants to do cardio? It's harder. So say you got a hip issue or a knee issue. When you lift weight, you can lift weight till the day you die. All you got to do is sit on the machine and push five pounds. So I, I tell people, learn the type of exercise you can do forever and never have to stop doing. Yeah. If you make all your dieting off of cardio, what happens when you can't do it? Now what, right? But if you learn how to lose weight and control your weight off of something you can do forever, like lift weights, then you you will do that. I met Jack LaLanne when he was 95 backstage at the Arnold Classic when I did it in 2005. And he was in, he was in amazing shape. He died from pneumonia. But if you're 96 years old, pneumonia is going to get you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just 96-year-old lungs. You yeah. know, it ain't like working out makes your lungs any better, yeah. um, stronger. You know, But still... He was in great shape. He wore the same size clothes he wore when he was 20 years old. But wow. Jack, you know, and he was a freakazoid. Jack Lloyd was like, don't eat, don't eat nothing white, young man. Don't eat bread. Don't. He went down a whole list. I'm like, I'm eating donuts. Sorry, Jack. I mean, <laughs> I'm with you, Jack. 90, 95%. <laughs> okay. What's the next question? <laughs> okay. Next question. I don't know how to eat healthy. Also, a lot of healthy foods upset my GERD. And this is from Yeah, Google. yeah. That was a good one. Um, that's a lot of experimentation. You got to kind of go through all the, you know, a lot of the gastric issues come from acidic foods, you know, tomatoes and stuff like that. You got to eat more bland foods. And also when you have GERD, you have to, or any kind of inte- in, in digestion, digestive issue, you got to, gotta, you need to go to an actual nutritional nurse, like a nutritionist. Because there's specific diets for for conditions like that, like cardiac conditions, GERD. Those are specific health conditions. And you need to first understand your health condition and the type of foods you can eat. And then you tell me, and then I can take those foods and tell you how to use them. (laughs) You see what I mean? Yeah. Then I can tell you how to use those foods. You know, I'm 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 a counselor. I understand food. I understand how it works. But I don't study the, the conditions and the diseases associated with food. That's that's a full time job. Um, so you know I don't do that side of it. So what I would say to that, you know, who's that? What's her name? That was April. April. What I uh, April? What I would do if I were you is go to an actual nutritionist, find out the type of foods that work for someone with your condition. Then you can come to you can come back to me. And I can say, okay, with the foods that you have, this is, you know, and your goals are what? Now, this is how you can do that. 
using these foods. I mean, I do that with us anyway, with everybody. I go, these are the foods that work for you. But when it comes to a condition like that, it's even more specific. I can't just say, you know, do a yam because it might upset your stomach, right? So you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do it. So I got to give you foods that you can actually eat and you will actually eat because yeah. a diet doesn't work if a person doesn't do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always tell people, they'll be like, well, just tell me, I, I don't care. I'm like, don't tell me you don't care because you're going to care in about a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If if not sooner, you're gonna be like, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> so let's be honest and let's be real and let's talk about things that you will do. Because yeah. what I do with people is, if you tell me what you will do, and then I ask you to do it, and you complain and don't do it, what am I supposed to do with that? You yeah. said you would do this, and now you're not doing it. So you have to know what you can do. Be honest about what you're willing to do, and also be honest about your goals. Because some people. They don't want to do enough to even achieve the goal they tell me. Like, I wanted this, 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 and that, but I'm only willing to do this, 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 and that. I'm like, well, then you ain't going to have this. Yeah. <laughs> if you do this, you're going to have this. If you do this, you're going to have this. But you ain't going to do this and have that. that does, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. No, and I and I think that's a great way to put it because things like that can be really frustrating, especially when you can only eat certain foods. But just realizing that, okay, you have to eat these certain foods, so make them work for you since you have to do it anyway. And yeah, so and the amounts, that. you know, like for you, working out is going to allow you to eat more freer. Um, the amounts of matter. Like a lot of people love to feel full. The biggest problem that I see is people aren't aware of why they eat the way they do. They don't, they don't really understand why they do. I'm not talking about someone who's in an abusive relationship and they're eating to, you know, to, to make themselves unattractive. I've had that too. But I'm talking about more, I'm eating these foods and I'm always craving these things. Why can't I just say no? <laughs> you know? Why can't I just say no, you know? And it's because it, they give us a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's emotional. It's not, it's not the food. It's how the food makes you feel. Yeah. It makes you feel a certain, it makes you feel all, you ever see that uh, Dick Dastardly and Muttley, there was a cartoon years ago and he would give Muttley the, the, the snack and Muttley would eat it and then he would be like, and he'd go, and he'd float down to the floor. <laughs> That's what certain foods do for us, you know? <laughs> you oh know? yeah, I actually just barely talked about this last week in my podcast because I realized that I have a bad relationship with food. And I think the majority of us do. I eat because it makes me feel on a certain emotion. Even when I'm stressed and depressed, I eat and I eat, I actually use food for different levels of my stress. And it's I know what level huge. of stress I'm at because of the way I mean, it's huge. It's, it's huge. It yeah. Because they'll say, you know what, Dries, that's nasty. Like, why, why? I don't want to eat that nasty stuff. I'm like, since when is steak and fish and chicken nasty? I, I said, it's not. It just doesn't give you the same. Protein does not satiate you like carbs do. They just don't. You can have the best steak in the world, but you want to dust it off with a biscuit. Okay. <laughs> and that biscuit, you'll be like, oh, that biscuit. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, look at the restaurants, look the bread they put in front of you. Mm. Some of these restaurants, you like, I mean, it's by the time they bring my food, I'm like, can you put that in a doggy bag? Mm -hmm. I done dusted off all this bread. I can't even eat anything else. <laughs> I mean, that happens all the time. And I know, okay, I know I'm not going to eat my meal because I'm going to dust this bread off. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I used to have a little bakery too. And so I loved making bread for so many years for my family, but I saw what it was doing to me by making two loaves. I would have one loaf for me and one loaf for my family. And one I enjoyed that loaf. <laughs> one for you, one, two for me. <laughs> I get my own, you all can share. That's how and pretty, and pretty soon you're going like this. Wow, I gotta go, I gotta go pants shopping. <laughs> Yep, that's when I had to stop it. <laughs> that's right. Okay. We, don't, we don't mind shopping going down. We just don't want to <laughs> shop. <laughs> that kind of shopping is fun. Going that's up, right. that's, that's right. a depressing walk of shame yeah. as you walk. Sh shopping for floor. fours when all you got is eights in the closet is great. <laughs> <laughs> shopping for eights when you only got fours is not so great. No. <laughs> all right, last one. Okay, so last question. This one is from Stephanie, and it is. Is it okay to lift weights, working the same muscles every day? Okay. No, <laughs> no. Um, and the only reason I say no is because when you lift weights, remember I talked about that three-headed, that triangle, the triad, nutrition, recuperation, training. If you're working out every day, where's the recuperation? There's no rest. That's like having a, a, a scab on your finger and as it's healing, you just keep pulling the scab off. <laughs> just keep pulling off one of them. So if you, I always tell people, if you can work the same body part every day, you ain't working it hard the first day. You ain't working it that hard because it should be tired and fatigued the next day. And then the food that you eat over the next 72 hours and the rest that you get over the next 72 hours should heal that muscle. And then you do it again. You should never work a muscle that's take a break in that 72 hours. Don't even go to the gym or go to the gym and no, do something else. Do okay. do another body part. You know, listen. That's why if you look at any any magazine and you look at a person's workout program, uh, especially for building, I'm not talking about sports or CrossFit, completely different. Those are sports. I'm talking about just regular fitness, what I do now, you mm -hmm. know, because body basically everybody's bodybuilding. Okay. If you're in the gym trying to change your body, you're bodybuilding. You mm -hmm. may not be getting on stage. But your 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 life is your stage, so you're yeah. bodybuilding, and in bodybuilding we do chest and chest and triceps, two push movements. Next day, back and biceps, two pull movements. Next day, shoulders. Next day, legs. Day off, chest again. So four or five days in between doing chest. But in order for that to actually work, you have to do a legitimate chest workout, and that's why we say go to failure. When you go to failure and you you can barely do one push up, you know your your chest is done. When you do your triceps and you realize, oh, I can't do anymore, you're done. It needs time to heal. And the eating and the rest between, because when you go do back and buys, you're not working those muscles right now. True, they're, they're engaged a little bit, but they're not, they're not the primary mover. I don't want to get all technical. <laughs> <laughs> I hate trainers that get tech. And then the vastus letter read this. Like, nobody knows what or cares what you're saying right now. They just want to know how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so. actually even a big question that I've had because here I am stepping up all of my muscle workout, you know, and trying to build more muscle. And I went and I worked out a ton of different muscles and I couldn't even walk the next day. And <laughs> I love that feeling. It's like that hurt so good feeling, right? But I love it. But you can't work out for days. You can't work out for days. Yeah, you're like this. I, like I tell people, okay, well now I'll see you on. I see you next Wednesday. Like, <laughs> I love you, that. I you're love not supposed to work a muscle that's still healing. You need to let it heal. Yeah. 
So, so to answer the question, that's why I say no. Um, if you're training with intensity and you're putting the work in, your body needs to heal from that workout. So no, you don't want to do the same thing every single day. And if now you can do that once you're where you want to be. Like if you, once you get to where you're like, bing, I, I like this. Then it honestly doesn't, it almost doesn't even matter at that point. Just stimulate muscle. Muscle should be stimulated for growth. And when I mean by growth, I don't mean size. Okay, yeah. a lot of women think muscle growth means you're getting big and muscular. No, muscle growth is whatever you have, it's it's better than it was. You know what I'm saying? And you replace your size with, as your body fat comes down, which takes up more size, you know, the more body fat you have, the bigger you are. When you lean out, you get smaller because the body fat shrinks. And as we know, a pound of fat is, you know, this big, well, a pound of muscle is only this big. So you can take off 20 pounds of fat and lose inches. You can lose you can lose a pound of muscle and don't even notice it because it's so much smaller. And your body does it from it, it does it from the top to bottom. Like a lot of people think they can spot reduce. You can't spot reduce. <laughs> the body takes it from where it want where it wants to take it. That's yeah. why what do we always say? It's going from every place but the place I want it to. <laughs> no, it's coming from there too. There's just way more there. <laughs> yeah, I love you saying that though because I actually lose it in my face before I lose it anywhere else. Like yeah. that's the one thing people have noticed when they see me now is they're like, oh wow, I can tell that you've lost weight. And I'll be in like baggy clothes and I'm thinking, how did you know I lost weight? You know, but my face is actually the first place where I lose it. So you have a you have a narrow face. I had a client named Allison. I love Allison. She had a narrow face too. And she hated it. She was like, my face. I'm like, you don't have any, you have no face even when you have your weight on you. You just, <laughs> there's nothing there. You know, I have a fat face. Okay. So when I would get, when I would get in shape, ripped, my face looked normal finally. <laughs> I went from Charlie Brown to a normal face. <laughs> <laughs> so I look fine on stage. People are like, you just look regular. I'm like, yeah, because I'm fat. My face is fat every other day. That's why we're all so different. It all works different for us, right? Yeah, that's that's that's, a, that's why. I mean, I love what I do because everyone everyone is different. Every I don't I don't train two people that I got to do the same exact thing for. Yeah. If certain people need, you know, tricep strength. Some people need, like, like Bailey was doing all that CrossFit, but she wasn't, she was weak. And I was like, what are y'all doing over there? Like you have all these weak muscles. Like they do doing, they overdo, they overdo like 10 muscle groups. And I'm like, what about the rest? <laughs> so we started working on the other muscle groups and then she went over there and she kills it. Like she smokes everybody over there now. Love she it. goes over there just to show off. <laughs> she's like, I went over there today, and, I, and I'm like, you like showing off now. She's like, I love it. <laughs> well, you know what? When sometimes you have to toot your own horn, right? Sometimes you just oh, I love it yourself. And I am a big celebrator of. Julie, don't you think for one second? I'm, I'm like, you go, girl. <laughs> you go, go over there. It. Go. Over. I love it. I've had a lot of clients that will do a program. And and then when they after I get a hold of them and I open up their program to building all the muscle groups, the glutes and the hams and the shoulders, the rear delts, the, everything, and then they go back and do what they did before and they smoke it, and they come back high five and I'm man, I'm so proud, man, because I know how hard it is and I know what I'm asking them to do isn't easy. Yeah. You know the one thing about me as a trainer is I do not take credit for my client's success. I take I take credit for help trying to help them. They're the ones who did it. I didn't do the I didn't eat none of those meals. I didn't do any of that cardio. They did it. 
I just helped. So I take I take full credit for for guiding and helping and motivating and supporting, but I ain't taking no credit for it actually happening because I'm not gonna take credit for the ones who don't do what I say. <laughs> so if I'm not gonna take credit for them, I ain't taking credit for them. Because <laughs> everybody doesn't listen, you know. I get clients who don't listen, and then they're like, "Oh well, he's a good trainer. He just didn't work for me." And I'm like, "No, you just didn't work." <laughs> yeah. You didn't do what I asked you to do, yeah. but I know what I'm asking is difficult. I know it's not easy, but it works. And once you get into it and once you, like you said, have a respect, I, I did, I did videos on respecting food. Don't have, food can kill you. It can kill you. People have very lack. They don't respect food. They don't respect how it can make change your moods, how it can ruin a marriage. You know how many women I've trained where they don't want to get naked in front of their husbands because they're, they're embarrassed. So it can ruin the marriage. So we, we, we don't respect it enough. And I'm like, look, mm-hmm. yo, you know, we look at cocaine, we look at drugs, we look at alcohol and we can, it's very obvious how bad those are. It's not so obvious with food, but food is the one thing out of all of them. You can't give up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can't live without, you can live without drugs. You can live without alcohol and you can live without, you can't live without eating. Yeah. Anything related to any and all of those things. And the majority of people are mostly addicted to food over all those things. Because they eat, they're social. I mean, you can eat anywhere, anytime, any place. No one's ever going to get mad because you go grab a meal. Even, you know, alcohol is the second bad worst because you can go have a drink at lunch. There's more drunk drivers driving around at lunch than at night. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. Because cops ain't really looking for you at lunchtime. Yeah. They're just looking for you at nighttime. Mm-hmm. So alcohol second bad because you know you can't just sit at a table a, a Starbucks and pull out a line of cocaine or shoot up a freaking <laughs> you can't but you could you can have a drink yeah and you can eat so you know the, the the food and the drink is our biggest um, issue when it comes to being healthy our health issues in America you yeah. know America is really bad you know we're a country that has so much and we complain like we don't have nothing you know I think some of these people exactly. need to go to another country every now and then to see how other people live in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they think racism is bad here. Woo! Go to some of these other countries. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I just, but I just think when it comes to um, all this, um, just your mindset is huge. You have to want it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, that's why people say easy. I hate the word. I'm like, nothing's easy. None of this is easy. But it's all. But I also don't think it's that hard either. Yeah, I just think it's what you're choosing. You know, and I'll I'll leave you with this and 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 let you you know finish up your show. But I had a friend who got cancer, and she lives. It's actually my girlfriend's friend, and she lives about two hours away from us, down you know near uh, past Waco, and we're up by Dallas. And when she gets cancer, she did her she did her chemo, and then she couldn't. There was no radiation help down there, so she had to come all the way up here and do radiation for six weeks. And I said, okay, before you had to come up here for six weeks, leave your family, quit your job so you could save your life. Did you think you'd ever have this much time to do anything? You couldn't even, you couldn't find time to work out. You couldn't find 30 minutes to work out. Now you found six weeks because your life is, is on the line. People don't look at their health that way until it's till it actually is on the line. Mm-hmm. So why not look at that before you get that bad? Yeah. So, so stop trying to make everything easy because the work is never, uh, it's never a bad thing that you worked hard to get it. So, if, so that's why I was like, prepare your meals, take that four or five hours on Sunday or Monday or Saturday, whatever day and make your meals. And now the rest of the week will be easy. Cause you just got to grab and warm up. Mm-hmm. 
you know, two, two meals a day, one that you take to work with you or two that you take to work with you, the other ones you can make that night. So you don't have to, you can actually cook every night something simple and make the meals for the, the time of day when you don't really have time to do that. And here's the thing about it all is it's harder in our heads than it actually is. Yeah, and that's why I love that you just said that, is that it's actually easy, but it's just getting past the wall that we have, that we put up in our head that says, this is too hard. I'm not going to get started. Doing this meal planning is too hard. I'm not going to get started. You're absolutely, that's 200% correct. It is, it is, it is. I tell people everything is up here. Everything is up here. If you really believe you can't do it, you can't do it. Exactly. That's a fact. If you believe you can do it, except you know, let's just you know, when I, I can dunk a basketball. No, you're not. You're five two. And you have no hops. <laughs> I don't mean that. I just mean things that is that's in our power to just yeah. do. I, I read a quote once: "It's easy to do and it's easy not to do." You could do it. I got had clients that used to be like, "We, me and my husband eat out a lot of juries. This is what she just say to me: "We eat out a lot. It's hard to eat clean when you eat out a lot." I'm like, "Wait a minute. Where are you eating that Chuck E. Cheese?" <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't buy a salad where you go? You can't eat chicken and fish instead of eating burgers? And like, what are you What are you telling me? And then she goes, well, you're not going to go to a restaurant and not order wine. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> now it's going out. <laughs> now, I, I love all that. I really do believe that it all is in our heads. And we really have to clear our minds and be able to have the right mindset. And I tell people, take care of what's in your head first before you try to accomplish any goal. Because you're always going to have some Something blocking you from reaching that goal if you don't clear your mind and make sure that your mindset, make sure that you are ready to take that step. And I think that's huge. I'll send my uh, video to you for your group, my mindset video. Okay. And then maybe we could talk about it one day. But I, I talk, I completely talk about the whole mindset. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Adrice. You're welcome. Coach Adrice, you are amazing. You're my master. I want to learn everything that I can from you. And you hopefully it. I can provide more for my followers as well. It'd I really great. For, them to, for, them, for you to share your experience is going to be huge. To live it and tell you tell tell them you're, how you're living, and it's going to be huge for them. So your followers, you guys are lucky out there. You're going to learn some good stuff firsthand from her. Good. Well, thank you, Adrice. You have an awesome day. You're welcome. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining in. This has been really fun. I love being able to have this chat with Coach Adris, and I'm ready to have more. So I want to keep doing these segments, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing all these things and having all these conversations. So if you have questions, if you have something that you need to have answered, I would love to hear from you guys. Give me some feedback on what you thought about this, because this is something that I think is really important, not just to get in the best fitness of your life, but to just live a healthy life for you, for your family. This is where it could be a start for huge goals to be obtained. And I really believe that you guys are on the right track if you're listening and I'm willing to help you. You guys get to see my progress, my process. I'm sharing it all. I'm going to be posting some pictures of where I started and where I am today. It's kind of exciting, you guys. I've had some amazing improvements in 
weight loss. Again, like I said, I lost another two pounds this week and this journey has just been amazing. And I'm going to keep learning and sharing what I'm learning with you guys. Love you guys. Have a great day. And thanks for joining me. You know, it's not always about having the perfect body, but the things that I've learned that I'm coming to find out is that when you feed your body the right nutrition, it just responds the way that it needs to respond. If I make mistakes in what my nutrition is, I see that those mistakes are causing something to happen. And I want to share all that with you. My body is definitely going to work different than your body. Um, But one of the things that I've learned um, just recently in the things that I've been reading and learning is when you have muscle that you're trying to build and you're also trying to lose and lean down, you definitely need to make sure that your routine does include different weights um, and, and includes a different weight routine. The thing that I've been doing the past couple weeks has been more focused on cardio with a little bit of weight training. And so far, it's been working really well for me, but I could feel that I wasn't getting as toned up as I wanted to be. So I was doing some research on that. And the thing that I re- that I kind of threw out and didn't even really incorporate into what I was doing was upping my game and my weight training. Um, why this is important is because we all, as the older we get, the worse our metabolism gets, right? When we're younger, our metabolism works for us. It's help because we're growing. We have so many things going on in our body. It actually works a lot better than it does as we get older, right? And there's a lot of different reasons why our metabolism gets worse. I'm not going to go into that because I'm not an expert in that. But the thing that I have learned is by building muscle, you increase your metabolism. Your metabolism actually works for you. And if you're not working your muscles, if you're not doing enough weight training to where you're feeling sore, then your weight training isn't going to work for you. So me doing the same thing, the same cardio workout and the same weights it's not going to give me a benefit. I'm not going to see the results that I want. Of course, I'm going to stay in pretty good shape, but I'm not going to get to the next level of fitness that I want to get to. So this week, I started to add in more weight training. And you guys, it has actually been pretty amazing for me because I actually found some muscles in my stomach that I didn't even know had how crazy is that I love going to the gym and coming home and being I don't really love being sore but when I'm sore and I find a muscle that I didn't even know was existed because I haven't studied all the muscle groups that's pretty awesome I'm seeing definition in my stomach in areas that I didn't even know I would see definition in and so Mainly in what I'm doing, I'm upping my game and my weight training this for this next week, going into next week. And I I did see a big difference in the types of carbs that I was putting in my body. So starchy carbs was not working well for me. I was kind of stagnant. But then when I switched that up is when I saw the weight, that extra weight loss and the slimming down. Still, I'm making sure I have the same amount of calories. It's just that I'm picking less starchy carbs to put into my body. 
So staying away from those starches will help you lean down. Going to the gym and doing some weight training and work different groups of muscles. Don't work the same groups of muscles because that extra flab that you have on your body Because I had this. I had extra flab on my body that didn't need to be there. And it was because I wasn't doing the weight training. The more muscle you build, the more that flab will go away. So if you're feeling like you're working out a lot or you're eating right and you're just not losing that extra fat, you're not leaning down at all, then you need to take a look at what your weight training is. But most importantly, what your nutrition is. Because you definitely have to change something up in your nutrition because you're not doing something right. And again, it's going to work different for everybody's body types. So see how your body works with different things that you put in and take out of your diet. But I would stay, I would say to move from maybe rices and potatoes and go for more of those greens, more of your vegetables and your fruits. Um, feed your body what it needs to have so that you can create the body that you want. And again, there is a difference between healthy, eating healthy and eating clean or eating to be lean. And I was always on the track of eating healthy. I just wasn't on the track of knowing how to lean down the way that I wanted to see my body lean down. I would get thinner and then I would have flab and then I'd gain it back. And then I'd get thin, I would see flab, and then I'd gain it back. But right now, what's happening from doing the weight training and eating the right foods, um, I'm seeing a lot more definition. And so those are the two things that I would say if you feel like you're struggling in either of those areas. Make sure that you have those on key so that you can make sure that you're going down, getting what you want out of your workout, getting what you want out of your nutrition. I mean, changing your whole world and changing everything to fit this new nutrition that you're bringing into your body, make sure you're doing it right. Because if you're not going to be eating the foods that you enjoy eating all the time, make sure that you're doing it to where it's working for your body. And if you are trying to lean down, your focus does need to be a bit more on the nutrition. So if you are feeling like you're getting really strong at the gym, make sure you're working different muscle groups. If you're working the same muscles, the same weights, and you're not feeling sore by the end of the workout, you need to do more. You need to, you need to feel the next day sore because the only way you build more muscle is by repairing that muscle from being worked so hard. So make sure that you're working it enough and you're working different muscle groups to where it'll tone up and tighten your body the way that you want it to. So those are the two main things that I would say um, that I'm focusing on this whole next week. And I'll let you know how this whole next week goes. Um, But one thing that I want to talk about is sometimes all this information, everything that we're talking about, it can actually be feel a bit overwhelming and it can and it can feel like oh I'm not gonna ever try this I'm not gonna accomplish it so I'm just gonna give up now guess what that's the fear talking inside of you I know because I've had that fear talking to me for many years 
it's only now that I decided that I have the perfect mindset for me to accomplish these things. The fears that come up are, what if I do this process? What if I put myself through all this pain of of the workouts and changing up my nutrition? What if I do all that and nothing happens? What if I'm back to where I am today and nothing ever got better? What if I don't achieve those things that I want, that I set out to achieve because it just doesn't work for me? And I think that's some, a question that actually a lot of us think about many things. But here's the thing that I will say. Any goal that you want to accomplish, and especially fitness goals, they can seem scary because change is scary, right? But are you going to let fear control your life or are you going to conquer your fears so you can level up? I would say conquer those fears so that you can level up everything that you want. Everything that you desire is on the other side of fear. Think about it. The things that we want most in our life and that mean the most to us are hard to get to. They're hard to reach. They are things that we have to put the work in for. And change and working towards our goal can be scary. And that fear will set in. So go after the things that you want. Go after the things that you desire. Conquer those fears Because then you level up to a place where you feel unstoppable. And when you feel unstoppable, imagine the things that you can accomplish in life. Imagine those things, those goals that you've always wanted to be able to reach, but you just never have had enough desire to do them. And you haven't been able to have the right mindset to conquer those fears. Doing a podcast for me is one of the scariest things that I could ever do. Being in front of a camera from a YouTube is one of the scariest things that I can do. But I'm not going to allow those fears. I'm not going to allow that change to paralyze me. Not anymore. Not going to happen. And I want the same for you. So go out. Get the things you want. Get the things you desire. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let it paralyze you. This is your time today to reach the goals that you want to reach. Take back your life today. It is up to you. You're the only one who can better your life. You're the only one that can level that you can level yourself up. No one's going to do it for you. So take the time. Make it happen. You're a rock star. I know you can do it. So get out there and get to it. Love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend and check out the before and after pictures. I don't like putting my whole self out there like that, but I think you guys need it and I'm excited to show it to you. So thank you guys. Bye.